Welcome to The Broad Pod, just a couple of broads interviewing inspiring women. I'm Becca. And I'm Jackie. Let's get inspired together. Don't forget to stay tuned at the end of the episode for a special surprise for our guest. And thank you to WKWC for allowing us to use their podcast studio. Uh, so here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have our Broad of the Year event. Yes. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Becca's so excited yeah. because she is so busy. She does not have time to be excited. So no, it's okay. I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. I'm, I know. It's just, you You'll know, get the, more the excited of it. after, yeah, yes. craziness. I'll be excited of, yes. to be there. Absolutely. Sure. Um, yeah, you're going to be our main talent because you're going to be the MC that brings all the, Jackie, the fun trying to sell and wit. tickets, that's not what I would say to the oh, general yes, public. Absolutely. Honestly, no, but. um we are we are doing an event where we are honoring all of our broads that we interviewed in the first season. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to like bring these women together and show them how impactful they are and honor them. And um, I, I think about like the Athena Awards and how amazing that is. And like when I've attended, I'm like, good grief, these women are just incredible. And I wanted to like all honor women that are doing amazing things that may not be like always awarded you know they may not always be getting recognized um and so i wanted to be able to um recognize these women and show them how impactful they are so we came up with this idea and we're gonna have a little luncheon to honor them they can invite their friends and family and they can get tickets Uh, the tickets are housed on jackiebluehandmade.com because it's the easiest place to get it but um if we're able to um get the event costs covered which we have several sponsors amazing sponsors so um if we're able to get the event costs covered, which hopefully when this comes out, we do, then whatever we have above and beyond, we're going to give to someone going yeah. through infertility um, to help, you know, them build their family. So it's just, well, I think it's fun that we have four women who do not live in Owensboro, who are not from yes. this area, who are listening to all of the season one episodes mm-hmm. and to determine who the broad of the year is. Yes. Not that all of them aren't the broad of the year in their own right. Of course. But, and but, yes. you know, we're going to recognize the broad of the year. So I think that's cool yes. too. So they're not like biased because. Right. It's nobody. They went nobody to knows. High school with them or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Nobody <laughs> knows any of these broads and they're listening. And we suggested come up with your top three and then you all come together, text message each other and, you know, kind of narrow it from there. And then I don't even know how we're going to find out. We may just, um, I don't know. We might just have like one of us find out and, order you know an award and all that stuff um but it'll be a secret you'll find out it'll be a secret oh i don't know i don't know if i don't don't know how we'll do that should we have them put it like in an email (laughs) we like i don't know i don't know know. i kind of want it to be a surprise for (laughs) all of us yeah to be do on how we're gonna find out surprised when i like open an envelope that's that's kind of what i'm thinking so maybe we'll have to say the wrong name like they did on that one oscars anyway we're excited and it's just a fun event to you know show these women how impactful they are so Okay, I'm so excited about our guest today. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a tired, it's a tired, yes. So we have Dr. Andrea Moore here. And Andrea. I'm, Andrea. I said it wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, of course. What the, the listeners would understand oh is that before this, oh Jackie that has is so ask, normal. ask her like three times. That's exactly how you say her my name, brain. I love it. Okay, so say it again. Andrea. Andrea Moore. I'm so sorry. Dr. Moore, that's, I, I'm going to call you Dr. Moore. You told me not to, but I, I think she's I'm, giving it an extra flair though. Andrea. Andrea. Sounds even more like that exotic. Sounds, I've heard so many people say it, Andrea. Andrea, 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 but the last one I said was correct. (laughs) Yeah, I knew I would screw it up, but I don't care what you call me. (laughs) Don't say that now. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Moore, my hero. That's that's what I really call you. Because, okay, so 
Dr. Moore was there with Sylvia. So I saw Brindy Lott with Sylvia, um, my, my second girl. And um, at towards the end of pushing for four hours or so, you probably are, I don't you probably don't remember, but you I'm sure you were pretty tired when you got called in there. But I was done. I was about done. And she had to come in and give me a little assistance to get Sylvia out, but it hey, was, we were, we, we, we had to work together <laughs> to make it happen. I was, I was beat. I was, I was done for. I had been in labor for like 30 hours and whew, it was exhausting. Oh, I can only so, imagine. and I, yeah, I, I was just, Ooh, I was, I, at that point I was saying, get her out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I was Whatever you have to do. You're not the first person to say that. Yes, <laughs> I was. He hears that a lot, oh, actually. And, yeah. Um, God bless him. Zach. Hmm. Like, he kept saying, and we're talking like four hours before Sylvia came, he'd be like, she's almost here. Like, it's you're getting really close. And I was like, I am not getting close because Brindy would tell me if I was getting close. <laughs> I was getting so annoyed. And God bless him. He was being, he was trying to be supportive. We've discussed and, this before. Yeah. I love my child very much. and But when y'all talk about like childbirth experiences, <laughs> there are parts of me who is not upset I adopted. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> But anyway, Dr. Moore is just a precious human and um, she's a hero to a lot of women and babies. And oh, we're just you. so thankful to have you here. So Becca's going to start with icebreaker questions. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm super excited. Okay, <laughs> okay, really? Is that a real answer? Because most people are like, I am not ready for this. Was these. that sarcasm? But I appreciate the fact that you're super no. excited. A little yeah. bit of sarcasm. Might have, might have been a little snarky. But okay, all right, I'm fine. ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, you are one of us, snarky. Okay, yeah. number one question. What are the top three items on your bucket list? Okay, that's actually easy. Mm-hmm. So I want to walk the Appalachian Trail. Originally, I wanted to walk it from start to finish, but... There might yeah. be a mm. little little delay. I might have to do it in, mm-hmm. in spells, but we'll see. Um, that's one. Two, I want to own a little indie bookstore. And I'm fully aware that it is not going to be profit making. <laughs> <laughs> like this is going to be not that bookstore, but that's something I want to do. And the third thing is, um, I said this was easy, but... Um, I'd really like to see a ghost. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. I do not want to see a ghost, but I'm impressed that you do. We actually, random plug for like Kentucky it. Wesleyan College. Uh, we have a ghost hunting club on campus. We had some students who started one really? last year. Yeah. And they've like brought in some sort of person with like these, you know, it looked like Ghostbusters, but maybe we'll see so cool. so out with in that them. club. Yeah. In college, for sure. Well, we but I don't know that I need to be the creepy, you know, older lady that rolls yeah. into the desk. <laughs> I mean, like, she's a doctor. She's fine. She's, she's here. Trust me, I'm a doctor. So, okay, so you said open an indie bookstore. Are there certain books that you love? There are very few books that I don't love. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I like that. I, I do not like Don Quixote. That is a book <laughs> okay. that I will, I, I made myself read it. It took me like three years, but. Other than that, I really pretty much like most books. Oh my gosh, you, Jackie and I talk yeah. about all the time. I love <laughs> to read too. at a point in my life, but I just I haven't read in a long time. So Same. I want to be you when I grow up. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I have lots of books on a on my nightstand that I intend to read. Same, same. But it's when you open your store, dust. I'll come buy some okay. that I'll never read. But okay. I will buy books They'll for me. Well, I'm also <laughs> for gonna, me. Yeah, I'm also going to sell chocolate, wine, give out free kittens, maybe have some yarn on the side. Oh like, my gosh, I love this place. Great. We're going to help you come up with a name unless you already have one. I don't. Okay. I don't. All right. Noted. Okay. Do you watch television? I do now. Okay. I, for a long time in my life, I didn't even have a TV. Or when I got a TV, like it was three channels. Um, I love it. But since having kids, I don't know, somewhere in the last five, six years, I started watching TV with my husband. So, yes, okay. I do. So, what show is your biggest guilty pleasure that you're willing to admit publicly? <laughs> Um, okay, this one is so cheesy. So my husband won't always watch, like, my guilty shows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when he goes out to get coffee, I watch, like, you know, 20 minutes of a show. And I tend to rotate Outer Banks. Yes. Ah. Love me some John B. I was about to say I do love John B. (laughs) I haven't seen it, but. What? Oh, my goodness. It's so cheesy. I love Um, it, yeah. It's fun. Um, And What We Do in the Shadows. I don't even know what that is. Ooh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it is it like is a, a very service? niche show. Okay. It's on Hulu. Okay. Um, it's about a group of really stupid vampires that live in Staten Island because they think that's where they. It's and it's all about. It's just ridiculous. I probably okay. really like it. Love it. Be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Now I love Outer Banks because I'm from North Carolina. And so, but it just makes me mad because it's so inaccurate. Like it's obviously not filmed in North Carolina, (laughs) but yeah, John B. I love him. I follow him on Instagram because I'm a 12 year old on the inside, but I'm also 43. (laughs) Anyway. um, Okay. Who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? And what would the name of the movie be? Okay. This one is a tough one. Mm -hmm. Um, I love this actor so if i was an irish lass <laughs> or i guess i can pick anybody doesn't matter but it's sharon horgan i think that's how you say her last name it's like morgan with an h um she has she did catastrophe which is an awesome series um and bad sisters and they're both on either Hulu or Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're looking at a picture. Rebecca pulled it up. She's hilarious. And we have, like, I feel like we have a really similar sense of humor. humor. Mm -hmm. All right. So title of the, I don't know. Probably, hold on. I got one more chapter. (laughs) I love that. That's a story of my life. That's a great one. I love that. Very good. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, schooling. Well, I grew up in a really small town in eastern Kentucky. Okay. Um, Manchester. It's the county seat of Clay County. We had 1,800 people. Sorry. Wow. That <laughs> so, <laughs> I spent um, from like eight till I graduated high school. So mm-hmm. that's where I spent my formative years. Mm-hmm. Um, after I graduated, I moved off to college. I went to New Orleans to go to Tulane. Mm-hmm. And I came back to Kentucky to go to medical school in Louisville. And then back to Georgia for my residency. So I've like kind of moved everywhere. But mm-hmm. um, I was in Georgia and my dad gave me this really sweet, heartfelt letter um, about how important it was to be around family. Mm-hmm. And this job opened up. Uh, Dr. Schmidt, Kathy Schmidt, who probably a lot of your listeners know who she is. But um, she told my dad there was an opening. I came and interviewed, and it's the best, probably one of the best decisions I've made as an adult. Okay. Um, it was a great, 
great experience. I moved into a practice where I had support and it allowed me to really develop as a doctor and mm-hmm. get the kind of practice that I want. So, cool. and how, so how, when was that that you? 2002. Okay. So oh, very nice. Yeah. So I was in this small town in Georgia. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. A friend of mine talked me into it. But it was shortly after 9-11 and my dad sent me that letter and I was like, yep, I'm moving back. So yeah. mm-hmm. here I am back in Owensboro. I love it. And so tell us how many kids do you have? And I have two. Two kids and their ages. 16-year-old yeah. and a 17-year-old who will be 18 in September. Isn't that wild? Wow. Oh yes. my gosh. It's a crazy town because I didn't think I wanted kids when I was younger. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I met my husband at a party. Um, <laughs> he came with somebody else. I came alone, but. Ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what's happening here? <laughs> she was moving away. It was not a serious relationship, but mm-hmm. um, we have super similar interests. We love to read, we love to travel. Um, we love to make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, in a couple of months was like, okay, I think we should get married. And I think we should have kids. And I was like, let me think about that for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, but we got married pretty quickly after we met. And he's a good, patient man mm. that... Uh, <laughs> do I do you need you need that is that what I'm hearing yes 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 so I I probably require a lot of patience to deal with on a daily basis but he's a good one um I feel like you and I have a lot in common <laughs> yes oh you do did you trust meet him me here or did you meet him I met him here oh okay so mm-hmm. is he from Owensboro he is born and raised in Owensboro mm-hmm. um left only to go to school and then he lived in Europe for a little bit but oh, wow. yeah he's okay. he's here mm-hmm. um he has like 66 cousins on one side and 60 something on the other <laughs> he's from yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're uh you told me that your dad said that you are a good fit because you're the only two people he knew that could read a book at a party yeah no he didn't. oh, oh that's <laughs> for sure and and we do like it's <laughs> i love that I mean, you know not like a big cocktail party but yes. like family parties or Thanksgiving, you're going to pull or, a book out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something like that. After but dinner. Yeah. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. So you're that. 17. Are they a senior in high school then? Or are they? My 16 years, 16 year old is a junior. Okay. And my 17 year old is a senior. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just started their senior year then yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I'm fine with it. Okay. I didn't. You and Jackie are on the opposite side. Yes, you know, her yes. daughter started she kindergarten. Yeah, so. she. But, you know, it's it's good. It's okay. good. Yeah, she's. Um, I have great kids. Yeah. I really have good kids, and I found that the longer I was a mother, the more I enjoyed my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm a little sure. scared, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They'll do amazing things, I'm sure. Okay, so you had several ambitions as a kid. Uh, you did mention that you are a doctor now. We'll get into that in a little bit. But tell us a little bit about your, your what else, what other titles you thought you might have. Okay, I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. <laughs> That's more embarrassing than Outer Banks. But no, I, I could totally see it. couldn't think of anything better than to wear the white boots and be a cheerleader. Oh, that is funny. Wanted to, like, part of me probably still wants to. In spite of knowing, like, it's not really a great situation, but uh, <laughs> maybe I can bring some equity to, <laughs> to the table. 
telescope. Oh, fight for the rights, man. Yeah. That's right. It. That's right. Y'all need somebody. I'm here. Um, I also wanted to be a detective. Okay. And um, I actually started my first business was a detective agency. No way. Yes. I was that weird kid. I wore a trench coat with a briefcase and I walked around the neighborhood knocking on That's doors. That's a cool kid. <laughs> you can't do that these days. No. Yeah. no, but I grew up in a town that I could do that. Yeah. Like, so did you knock on doors and say, would you like my services? You need something detective? I would. I would. A lot of times I'd start with my tagline, which was Sherlock Moore. If you got a case, put me on the chase. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh, well, that's the name. That's the name of the podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. my gosh, Sherlock! So I didn't solve any cases. Did anybody hire you? For they anything? did, but you know, I would make up cases. Like I found the the rusty knife that was actually the bloody knife, and we had to figure out who. And I get all like, all, we just so ran weird. in a neighborhood, and we. That's so fun! Mm, I yeah, love that. <laughs> that's like okay, so so. What you ended up going into <laughs> is obstetrics. So what made you want to go into the medical field and specifically that branch of it? I watched a PBS show. Okay. That's what I was allowed to watch when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Sesame Street. We, we watch a lot of PBS, PBS in our household. And it was on neurosurgery. And I thought that was going to be really cool. I thought I could be a cheerleader and a neurosurgeon. <laughs> At the same time. Same time. Were you a, wait, but let me backtrack. Were you a cheerleader in yeah. high school? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. From fourth grade to through high school. Oh, so it okay. was like, that was, that was an unattainable dream. Like, dream. Cheerleading yeah. was my life. Yeah. I lived okay. and breathed it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. No like, problem. Go fight, win, scalpel. Like, is that what we <laughs> yeah, like, that's envision it. here? Okay. All right. I'm, yeah. I love everything about what's happening right now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. How did that change? Um, I just kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the lady that lived across the street from me, and if we talk about, inspiring women I'll come back to her mm-hmm. but she was a nurse and you know I just I, I really had a lot of support nobody ever said you can't do that mm-hmm. I didn't know any doctors no one in my family was a doctor but it seemed cool I wanted to operate on people's brains <laughs> um, then I got to college and still wanted to be a doctor but I watched Pet Cemetery. Oh and gosh! You know the scene where the kid has the brain hanging yes. out. Yes, <laughs> got me. Got Trauma. Not going into neurosurgery. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but it's not that. So I, but I figured out kind of in college I want to do women's medicine of some sort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And OBGYN fit the fit the bill. So what is most difficult about what you do? I cannot imagine. I could. I could. I feel like I could list for you, but I, I cannot wait to hear. Most difficult. Uh, I really like to be scheduled, mm-hmm. like my schedule. Mm-hmm. There's no schedule in obstetrics. Mm. Um, mammals like to labor at night, <laughs> women included. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, so there's that. But really, I mean, that I can deal with. Right. Probably the biggest headache is just the the, the kind of bureaucratic, like doc, yeah. the chart documentation. Yeah. yeah. When we wrote, it was in a... It, you just wrote and it was shorthand and you knew what you were talking about. Now you have to click so many boxes and t- like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you're like this. And what did you come in for today? Yeah. You know, so you're typing. Even, you can't oh, sorry, hardly yeah, even can't look. Yeah. 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 So that's the part that I think that bothers most physicians now. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's so much like 
behind the scenes paperwork and all that. Well, it's not paperwork, it's digital, <laughs> yeah, that you have to keep up with. Um, what's most rewarding about what you do? I like just talking to my patients. That's the best part. Just, mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll have one of those days where I'm like, you know what? I'm not writing anything. I'm not, you know, we're just going to talk. Mm-hmm. And that's usually when my staff they text me. Do you need labor and delivery to call? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm here. I want to listen. So that's my favorite part is getting to know my patients and their stories and and just about them. Yeah. It's, it's cool. They let me into their lives and trust me enough to do what I do. Yeah. I can't imagine all the different cases that come in there. I mean, because I'm a unique case and I'm like, I can't even imagine like all the different things that you see and hear and have to like navigate and learn. And oh, I bet you're oh, learning girl. something new every day. <laughs> every and, I mean, day, I love I'm it. surprised at what happens to the human body. Yeah. And I am still shocked. Yeah. Every time a baby comes out of the vagina, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> it happened again. Like, that's crazy. They're still doing this. <laughs> it's, it's a miracle. Okay, I have a really it stupid is. question. No. I don't do science. Ask all the questions. Um, so <laughs> obstetrics, I mean, is that, are you an OBGYN? Yep. Is that what that mm-hmm. is? So there's not yep. Oh, I just between? said that word. I hope it's accurate. But no, yeah, I wanted to, that's yeah. a study of yeah, yeah women's so, health or whatever. So yeah. you do everything or from surgery just like a normal and, pap smear to mm-hmm. deliver in baby. I mean, that's just to deliver babies, the vagina to surgery. To, yeah, okay. the whole the whole thing. Sorry, that, might, yeah. that was no. a stupid question. But. No, it was no. not a stupid question okay. no. at all. There are people that just do obstetrics. There are people that do just gynecology. Okay, but you cover all the all the things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. across the board. Right. One thing I really appreciate about Dr. Moore is um, when I saw her for the first time, um, I mean, I am unique and I think she has probably seen patients that have what I have, but I asked her maybe some tough questions and I loved how honest you were like, let me look into that. Like you didn't want to just feed me some answer that might've been right, might've been wrong. Like you wanted to take the time and you were very thoughtful and you want to take the time to really like dive into what I asked you. And I so appreciate that so much instead of just acting like, Oh, I know it all. I'm going to tell you, I loved that you took the time to do that. That meant a lot to me. Thank you. Yes. I have to do a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah. I, and I love that. Like, I don't think I've Sometimes ever, I, have to Google stuff too. I don't think I've ever had a, a doctor like openly say, you know what? I'm going to look into that. And yeah. I really, you know, I want to learn more to be able to answer more thoughtfully. I, I've never experienced that. And I was very impressed. Like yeah. that's how many yeah, babies do very you think smart. you've delivered? Do you have any clue? I don't. Cause I never kept track, yeah. but I yeah. can tell you. So Probably deliver between 130 and 150 a year. I wow. don't do a huge, I don't have a huge OB practice. Yeah. Um, and this is my, well, I got out of residency in 99. So uh, 24 years of private practice. And then I did a lot more deliveries as a resident. So yeah, a lot. So like a lot of babies. <laughs> There's like a lot a of lot. babies. Yeah, a lot of babies. <laughs> so, so you could at any moment just get called in. Like every day is different for you. Every day. That's like without, I know, giving away anybody's privacy. Like what are what is like the craziest time or like have you been where you were like away or in like a situation where you're like, oh, my gosh, I've got to get back. Like, has there been any of those like crazy times where you've had to make it back? (laughs) I have to I have to say, tell one story. Okay, please. Yeah. (laughs) So this is early, early on Mm -hmm. here. Um, I got called to labor and delivery for an emergent delivery. Someone had rolled in. 
their water was broken. Mm-hmm. They were like seven centimeters. Their baby was breached and they needed to have a C-section. And sometimes when you get to seven centimeters, it's not going to be long until you're complete. So I rush in and I live downtown and I got to the railroad tracks and there was a train stop. Oh, and I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Oh. I got to get there. I got to get there. So I sat there and I realized it wasn't moving. And so I was like, okay. So I put my car in park. I jumped over between the cars and ran in and did the delivery. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, it was uh, now. That's badass. Now I would call and say, okay. <laughs> Y'all got to figure something out. Something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but at the time, like that was the only thing I could think of. Let's go. Now, if the train had been moving, that would not have been an option. Right. right. But it was, it was stopped. That, yes. And I made sure that I went like, where I thought, like, if it rolled, it was not going to roll like, over you. Know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Was your car still there when you returned? Yes, it was. Oh <laughs> I parked on the side of the road. It was fine. Oh, my goodness. That, that's fine. a great story. I yeah. hope that that I parent that person gave yeah. you a tip. I hope they know that story. In the New York Times, so you are not supposed to tip your doctor. Really? Oh yeah, is that? I, mean, I don't know I that I've ever tipped a doctor. No, I mean, but, no, you really can't. But yeah, like, people were like questioning that in the New York Times. I guess I've never thought to tip my doctor. Maybe I should tip my doctor. Or we no, to tip do you? not tip your doctor. It's okay. not. It's not allowed. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's illegal. Noted. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I do have a question that's probably um, not as entertaining as that last one. Uh, so you probably have to deliver bad news a lot. I mean, how do you go about that? <laughs> that's a really. That is a great question, actually, mm-hmm. and there's there's never a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to I try to just be open. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm I'm not one of those people that are like the sky is falling on everything. Like oh, this is the worst thing. But I do try to balance that with okay. Here are the facts. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is what we've got going on. Like, how can I answer? Can I answer any questions? How can mm-hmm. I help? So a lot of times it's just sitting there, mm-hmm. sitting there and just listening, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really hard to do because mm-hmm. I want to fill in that silence. But yeah, just trying to figure out what's the best way to help. Um, but yeah, that's my least favorite part of my job. Well, with the, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jackie and I have both have <laughs> experiences with infertility and things. And so you're... I would think you would have to deliver bad news about some very sensitive, yes, you know, hard things absolutely. to hear. So I think yeah. that would be a really yeah. infertility difficult. Is a, it, that is a tough one. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh man, who isn't it? Yeah. Um, but so, you should make up a cheer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, I think. You, I, oh my god! I think that's all anybody wants, though, is somebody who. You, know, I, you you want the information, you want the facts, but then you also want somebody who can be compassionate and listen to you, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, and I like that you good. said you, you sometimes you just have to sit there and like let them let them get it out and just yeah. be sitting awkward with them. I think that's yeah. yeah, that's important. And I'm sure I mangle it a lot. I'm sure there are people that are like, oh, she's the worst. <laughs> but, no, no. But, you know, you just there's no good way, like you said. No, there's no there good isn't. way to deliver. I mean, nobody's ever like. Thank you for delivering. Yeah. You delivered that so nicely. You know, like yeah. nobody's ever thinking that. Be yeah. a human. You just yes. you have to like be a human. With yes, them. I think that's what people want most. Yeah, yeah, exactly for sure. Okay, so what advice do you have for someone who wants to go into the medical field or, or be an OBGYN for that matter? 
<laughs> I see. Don't do don't it. Say across no. the <laughs> Look at what she's about to say. <laughs> yeah. Let's get, now I'm say I'm this is kidding. a really good time to go into the medical field mm. because um, I think pay equity is better. Okay. It's getting better mm-hmm. um, because we have lost so many nurses, mm-hmm. um, respiratory therapists, ultrasonographers, um, physicians, like all across the whole spectrum. We've lost a ton of people after the pandemic and just mm-hmm. just everything that went on after that. Um, so it's a great time. There's lots of job <laughs> openings. <laughs> you will have a job, I promise. Um, and medicine is going to change, so it has to change. So you got to be willing to kind of go with the flow. And it's not going to be like it was 20 years ago. It's not going to be like it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. So if you're ready for adventure and you like to serve people and you like to make a difference and you like to be paid for those things, the medical field's a great field to go into. So what's the biggest change that you've seen during your career? I feel like it changes so much all the time. Mm-hmm. Um like I never thought that I'd see a time where we would be short, so short staffed okay. across yeah. the board. And it's not just here. We are actually in a pretty good situation. There are other hospitals in the state of Kentucky that are, I mean, they're they, bare bones. They're, well, yeah. they're shutting down units because they don't have staff. Mm. Um, so that was a big change. Yeah. Um, but and then the technology. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did biochemistry in college and we talked about the human genomic project mm-hmm. and it was thought like we thought I thought it would never happen in my life. And like it just every couple of years, like something like huge comes along, like um, specialized immunotherapy treatments. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge difference than what it was 20 years ago. Um I also think we're moving more from like treating patients to try to go into preventing disease. We're not great at it yet, but Mm. I think that's where you'll see medicine go in the future. That's great. Was that the question? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. (laughs) Changes you've seen. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly right. But so back to the like the short staffed thing, Mm -hmm. how are like hospitals or practices trying to like remedy that? Just pay people more or, you know, I know, I know travel nurses are making that money right now. They (laughs) have been making the money. Good for them. Um, I think that it's so certainly pay is one part of it, Mm -hmm. but I think trying to reach out and figure out what attracts people to the field, like, you know, what, what can we do to make it so that you want to come back? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think part of that is, you know, the whole, um, medical record the electronic medical record part of it like that no one likes that so Mm -hmm. like let's get back to taking care of people yeah and Mm -hmm. trying to encourage people to do that i think that's where all health systems have to meet their employees find out what they need what they want Mm -hmm. like what would bring you back Mm -hmm. so i do think there comes a point in time where like money doesn't isn't enough right like that helps yeah but i think you've got to really reach out and figure out why do you want to go into nursing? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why do you want to be a transporter? What can we do to to make you feel important and make you feel like you are make a difference? Because 
that isn't something I've noticed. I think everybody's noticed, but um, it starts from like the hospital doesn't function without everybody mm-hmm. and everybody is important. And if you want to see a hospital shut down quick. If you don't have the people that take care of the rooms, that clean the rooms, that take care of all of that, mm-hmm. your hospital's not going to run. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think coming back to that. It's weird. I, I went to my, like, annual appointment with Megan Birch a couple of weeks ago, and I was sitting there, you know, in my, like, paper thing by myself. <laughs> but I noticed, like, where all the, the thing, where all the laundry goes, like the sheets. And I had that thought while I was sitting there. I wonder how much laundry they, like, somebody is just doing laundry probably all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, sheets yeah. for the hospitals and all these health. I, it was yeah. a weird thought. But, I mean, that kind of stuff, it can't stop um, in order for them to function. And people don't think wow. about it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I've never thought about that either. Yeah. That's a good point. But I do love a paper gown or whatever that was. (laughs) Not big girl friendly, but yeah. Wait a minute. We have new gowns. We have like, we have now cloth gowns, which is huge. Was it cloth? Yeah. No, it was, the the gown was cloth. My breasticles were still hanging out. But um, (laughs) that's what I say. The paper blanket. What was it? The paper blanket? Oh, yeah. yeah, It was put over. Yeah. 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 The crunchy blanket. Where is she? Just get this over with. She's a wonderful woman. No, it's, well, that's a worst, worst exam. And like, I'm the worst of the worst. I make the assistant hold my hand. <laughs> I have to have my socks on. Like, <laughs> oh, we talked about that at my last appointment. Yeah, like, it yes. is. Oh, it's like the worst for you to have yes. it done. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. No, and it gets worse as I get older. Well, like, and it's weird, oh. like the small talk, you know, like. Yeah. Megan, her, her kid went to the same daycare that my kid. So we're like talking about daycare and shit, you know, like. <laughs> Pressing around on my nipples, and I'm just like, this is totally normal. Anyway, I know that's how <laughs> I, I feel like our, about Dr. Moore because it will be at like a uh, actually the most recent exam I had that night. We had like a little group meeting, and I'm like, fancy seeing you again. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to be your friend, but you can't be my doctor because I couldn't look you in the face again after you. <laughs> you know, the good thing though is for OBGYNs, even though that's a really intimate exam. It's you just like listening to the heart. Like, yeah. yeah, to you. Like, yeah, it is Wait, no big that's deal. That's what I, I feel mm. like. She's seeing this all yeah. day long. Do they all look different? <laughs> <laughs> Questions completely. I mean, I can only. I mean, yeah. everybody. Everybody looks different. Everybody like there are so many different body types, mm-hmm. and like I think that well, of course, the media has done a huge disservice yeah. to women. Just yes. showing what is perfect because no one looks like that right and everyone has a problem with something about their body that they don't like right and you know that's sad but it is well I always think it's interesting like how little and I am one of them women know about their own bodies Mm -hmm. and like do you like people start talking about ovaries and stuff and I'm like oh yeah I, I don't know I'm probably sounding really stupid right now, yeah. but sometimes like when they talk about like menopause and things, I'm like, I should probably know more about how my body is functioning and what those processes are. And I do not. And why yeah. is that? Why do we not know that? Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> Solve Moore. the world's problem. <laughs> um, is that a systemic issue? That is, a, really that is a big systemic <laughs> issue. I mean, it, just... Are you are you going to deliver a baby right now? No, I'm not going to go deliver a baby. My my wonderful partner Angie Dawson is covering my phone calls right now. Um, Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's just it's just hidden. Like no, you know, you get that everybody knows about puberty, but it is amazing how few people know about menopause. And I don't know why. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but it's just, yeah. I mean, it's so miserable. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, when mm-hmm. I went through it, I had COVID, I had hot flashes, mm-hmm. and I was in front of a meeting with, and it was all men. Mm-hmm. And oh I started God. having a hot flash, and I couldn't remember, like, mm-hmm. a word. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, taking off my coat, <laughs> mm-hmm. looking at them. Like, it would be, like, five minutes, and I'd be like, therefore. <laughs> Like, they were like, this just got really interesting. Miserable. <laughs> yes. Um, but it just that information is, it, it's it's out there, but you got to look for it. Yeah. And, um, and menopause, I feel like maybe that might be an evolutionary thing that, you know, once you're through reproducing, like your society and the world and the, and biology just doesn't find that as interesting yeah Um, yeah hopefully that's changing yeah as we get but no i do i think it goes back to how women have been valued and i mean Mm -hmm. i mean yeah we could i don't want to get like political on here Mm -hmm. no i mean i have i have thoughts about that so sorry (laughs) i know you have like real questions jackie um i know i love this this is this is great just like menopause normally happen Average normally, what, what normal? Normal in quotations <laughs> here. No, I know I'm, I'm being no. silly and facetious. Um, average age is about 52. Oh, um, crap, I got nine more years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it depends on genetics. Mm-hmm. So you can ask your mom, your sisters, what, when did you go through menopause? Um, some of it depends on um, if you've had children, if you smoke cigarettes. Um, and sometimes it, weird autoimmune things happen and you go through menopause early or late. So, but okay. I was hoping it was sooner. So, <laughs> just I, to get it over with. So, no, I, you don't want, no, you okay. don't want She's that. She's like, never mind. Okay. So, I'll ask you a personal medical sure. question because, I mean, technically, I've already gone through it, as you know. So, will I even experience that I, again? Or will, like, if I come off of like yes. my medication, I will experience it? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, most listeners know premature yeah. ovarian failure. So, it's, I'm considered postmenopausal mm-hmm. by all yeah, indicators. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess when I take, take hormones, when I take, to, when I come off of those after I'm done reproducing or when I'm at, of the natural age of mm-hmm. menopause, yep. then I will experience those again. I've already experienced them, but I'll experience it again. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Now, your symptoms might not be as much because okay. your the estrogen receptors in your brain actually downregulate. Oh, so okay. You may not have as many receptors, so it yeah. might not be as bad. But blessings. Uh, that's good news. That's good news, girl. <laughs> yes, girl. Look but, at me over here not sweating. That's right. There are women that go through it and don't have a symptom. And yeah. then there are women that just continue to have symptoms. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's, it is it's interesting. Just like puberty. It's different. Yeah. Everybody's different. I, know. I just is. always say, like, if mine wasn't going to work right, I would rather just like. Just be done with just it. Be yeah. done with it. <laughs> I know. I hear you. That's how I am too. I'm like, can we just be done with it? Um, I know, but like, there's like hormones and stuff that I need. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I guess it's important. I don't know. Um, okay. So, how do you manage your mental health with such a high stress job? Well, Jackie. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I, just, I, w- I would like to say that, that you do I eat very well. Uh-huh. And I meditate and I exercise. <laughs> Run through trains. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, you know, just a lot of different things. Like I don't do, I don't do as well. I like to eat chocolate. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people do. Sugar works really well for raising my dopamine levels. (laughs) Um, Whatever works. You know, I dabble in a little meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, Tapping. I don't know if y'all know what that is. Oh, okay. Tap. Yeah. On your points. Yeah. Yeah, That actually works. 
but you know, like doing this out in public isn't yeah, like, tapping you know, your face. Hold on a second while you're yeah. pushing. Let me let me just tap right here. Um, so I I vent to my friends, vent yeah. to my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lock it down. Oh. You know, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not a super like. I don't have great answers, but yeah, I would no, like hey, it's the real. I would you. like to sleep and exercise. You know, I would love to be obsessed with exercise. Mm-hmm. Like, why yeah. am I obsessed with Oreos? As oh, I'm running? obsessed with Oreos like, also. <laughs> like, why can I not be that person? But I'm not. So, uh, yeah, just like everybody else, I kind of you do what you got to do at the end yeah. of the day, and yeah. Then, Sort yeah. out my crap later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I like that authentic answer because I think we're all doing a little bit of that. A lot of that. <laughs> it's a nice combination. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay, so you talked about you're an avid reader. So what are you currently reading? Okay, so I looked at the books that are on my Oh my gosh, table. multiple. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I always have a bunch of books going. And they were so, so wait, you read multiple books at a time? Yes. Oh, Lord, I don't have so, that brain capacity. Okay, go ahead. They were, they're <laughs> such snooze festers that I'm going to tell you the one I just read. Okay. And then I'll tell you the ones I'm reading. So I just read, it was called Silver Nitrate. Um, and it's by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. Um, Beautiful wrote, name. Uh, Mexican Gothic. That's her biggest book. But she kind of writes with a little bit of a supernatural flair. Mm -hmm. So I really like her stuff. Um, (laughs) And silver nitrate is actually a medicine we use a lot in gynecology because it cauterizes skin. Oh. It was not what it was about. Silver nitrate actually was used in film making. But (laughs) that was a fun book. Um, I'm also reading, oh, this one was, this is kind of a good book. I just started it. It's called... Sapiens, the short history of mankind. Mm. The guy that wrote it, his name is too long for me to remember. Um, but that's really cool. It talks about like the history of mankind, people, right, yeah. people yeah. kind cool. from the first people. Yeah, I'm not that far into it, but it, yeah. it's a good. And then I'm reading a book called um, Outlive. I think it's called Outlive. Yeah, it's by doctors Peter Peter Atia, and it's about longevity. And it's about looking at how to reduce the four major risk factors that most people okay. come across that yeah. kill them. So anyway, that's kind of that one's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And so then you I always read nonfiction have, or do you have uh, a good no, mix of I'm, those? I'm a, I love fiction. Like it's unusual for me to have two sort of nonfiction books. Okay. On mm-hmm. my, and I always have whatever book my husband just finished. Oh. So he goes to the library a lot and. I'm reading The Heart of a Killer. So. Oh, that anyway, sounds interesting. This woman that's on death row wants to give her heart to her daughter. We'll see how it works. Uh, anyway. Oh. I'm just prison things. I love that. I have like a weird obsession. <laughs> I love it. Do you do you buy books or do you go to the library most of the time? Um, Both. Yeah. We have a uh, great library here. We do. Yeah, we have absolutely. an amazing library. Um, so I do like to go to the library, but I love a bookstore. Mm-hmm. I like the way they smell. I do too. I, I love, I love books. I just don't read them. I know, right? I have but lots the, of them on a bookshelf. Now, listen, the best thing that ever happened to me is Owensboro's library got rid of late finds. Yes, and I so, saw like, that. I literally yeah, that turned sign. one in yesterday that I've had for two months that, you know, I read this much of. Yeah. But anyway. No late finds. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Thank okay. you, Owensboro. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of the smell of bookstores... Um, you lived in <laughs> New Orleans. Or, wait, just okay. wait. Right, wait, okay. wait for the transition. You lived in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Like You went to Tulane. So um, tell us a little bit more about your retirement plan. 
<laughs> I know you mentioned so, it a little bit, but go a little deeper into that. Yeah. So I really, I, I have always wanted to open a bookstore mm-hmm. and I'll just say indie bookstore because, you know, that's the, I guess that's a cool thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good one in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Well, there are a couple, but Octavia's is um, the most, the one I've been to most recent. And it's, it's perfect. You know, cluttered. They got lots of books. They got quirky people behind the counter. <laughs> I, I can tell you what you need to know. Um, so the only thing, though, is that I really want my bookstore to be in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. So I got to find an old creepy house in the quarter. Mm. You know, I think that, that would be easy, like with the voodoo and stuff. Mm. Yeah, they're all haunted down totally there. Make yeah. That happen. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, isn't that cool? Yeah. I love that. When you were like the smell of a bookstore. I was like, when I think of New Orleans, see, you get it now. I think of like the, the smell, smell of, of something else. Yeah. Oh, you know oh that's the worst. I know. Yeah. Oh. I was like, no. No, I'm confused. No. <laughs> so, I get it. I get it. Okay. Totally sorry, sorry. It was a long shot. It didn't land like I thought it would. We got there. It just was a long. And no one's better than opening a book and like they do like a hardback book has a an amazing smell Mm -hmm. it does for sure i read lots of kids books every day yeah (laughs) i should probably read more than i do oh my gosh i read but i can't read kids books tons every day do like a kindle or like an ebook i just i mean that to me Mm -hmm. is just no it's not the same yeah nope all right so what are some other things that you are involved in or that you enjoy doing I really like to hike. You know, going back to the mental health question, mm-hmm. that really is something oh, that yeah. helps me is to get outside mm-hmm. and to yeah. get in nature and to hike. I'm like, it's, I get into a different frame of mind. Yeah. Do you um, do that around here or do you travel to do it or both? Or? Both. But okay. I can't tell you that I've been on any really cool hikes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just usually if I go somewhere and I'm going to be there for a couple of days, I look up like if they have a state park or something. Yeah. Very to cool. There. But um I hike out at um, Rudy Mines out, you know, mm-hmm. the past Ben Haw State Park. Yeah. So that's a, it's actually a pretty good little trail. Mm-hmm. Um, they're different paths. Mm-hmm. So even though they all go in a circle, I can manage to get a little lost. But, yeah. um, so hiking is one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to look at my yard and think about having this lovely flower garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine it. Yeah. But I like to do that. Yeah. Um, and read. Or, um, yeah. I just, I, if I'm breathing, I'm probably reading something. Yeah. Um, so I do that. What do I do? Um, chief of staff at the hospital. That takes up a little bit of time. Lots of I wondered while. if you That's were impressive. still, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know if you were, you were still under that title or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Tell us I a little think, bit about yeah, what that what involves. That yeah. Well, it sounds, sounds really it important. It sounds really important, doesn't it? it? Like, it I'm is. the chief of staff there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so I just, I sign a lot of forms. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what that. I do. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Run a lot of meetings. Okay. Um, Not really anything. I don't have to, like, I think at one time, probably the chief of staff had, like, power in the hospital. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the chief paper signer, chief form signer. But, um, but that's fun. Uh, like, you know, medical executive staff meetings, mm-hmm. general medical staff meetings. I get to run those. Um, I'm on the board of directors for the hospital. So okay. that's that's really cool. I yeah. like doing that. It's interesting to see kind of the, the other inner workings back, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the, the other things. So and to see kind of the big vision of the hospital. That's yeah. uh, I've enjoyed doing that. Um, and then, oh, I've got a dog named Freckles. Oh. Freckles! Oh, Freckles is... Uh, He's um, 
he came from Suzanne. Oh, yeah. yeah. Her, her little, her cow. <laughs> yeah. Um, is his, is, was Freckles' mom. Um, he's an 85 pound. He's part beagle, part lab, probably part something else. So he looks like this lab sized beagle. Wow. And he is so pounds. funny. He, he is, he can open doors. Oh my gosh. He broke into my neighbor's <laughs> house one time. They found him in, in, um, the closet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love Freckles already. Yeah, he's an amazing dog. So I take care of Freckles. I have two rabbits that my daughter's supposed to take care of. But. Oh, <laughs> and we then know how that goes. I tend yeah. to take care of my children too sometimes. Yeah. yeah I'm they're sure pretty self sufficient. Yeah, they're fine. Occasionally, <laughs> Occasionally they yeah. might need you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, are we going to go do school supplies? And they both looked at me. When this is over, I'm going to show you their first day of pic- school pictures. Oh, I can't wait. There are no smiles. You said they're a junior and senior? Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're thrilled. They're thrilled. Yes, they are. Okay, so who are some women who have inspired you, or if you don't want to list any names, what are some qualities in those women? Well, um, so I think everybody probably says their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was a single mom when I was young. Wow. And it was hard in the 70s to be divorced and single and mm-hmm. raising a kid and trying to get you know, you had to have your husband sign for your apartment or your credit card. Yeah. Uh, wow. like I rem- it was a lot of work, but she did it uh, and got me raised. So I'm really proud of her for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the lady that lived across the street, her name was Betty White. She's. Oh, yes. She has an amazing story. She got married at 14 to um, I called her Aunt Beck and her husband was Uncle Letcher. So he was 16. She was 14. And she had four kids biologically, put herself through nursing school and was a nurse until she retired. And then she raised like three other kids that just like kind of just collect. She just collected people. (laughs) She fed like 10 every night, like anybody could show up. And she just she was just amazing, like to get through, like to to be raised in that environment, to get married at 14 and still go through nursing school. Like she was a definite and inspiration so mm-hmm. resilience and just there's nothing that she couldn't do yeah. like that's if I had a question or problem that's who I went to so and she loved everybody like there was like she's not my relative at all but she was my aunt Beck so yeah. um let's see who else uh Shout out to my fourth grade teacher, Charlotte Hibbert. <laughs> so she really, she was the first person to tell me that I was smart and could do anything Aww. and really encouraged me. That's impactful. And, you know, I believed her. Still proven otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> there have been classes <laughs> that I've been like, mm, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, just and then just all the people that I grew up and supported me. And mm-hmm. and really, I mean, I was a pretty quirky kid. So like growing up in Eastern Sherlock Kentucky. Moore over yeah, here. That's me, that's me. <laughs> um, you know, I just I had lots of love and acceptance and. Mm-hmm. And those are probably the ones younger um, as I've gotten older. Um, Kathy Schmidt was a big role model. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cheerleading coach, Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. Uh, and I will walk out of here and be like, oh, my gosh, I, I can't believe I'm insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many yeah. great women out there. You're right. Yeah. OK, so what are you most proud of about yourself? Oh, my God. Goodness. Don't you roll your eyes at me now. <laughs> mm, okay. That's a really hard one. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I don't know that I can come up with a good answer, but um 
I really thought I, I've, I've spent some time thinking about that, and it's hard. Um, I think I think there are two things. So number one, like I'm really like I don't give up. Mm-hmm. I'm very independent. I'm very resilient, and I don't give up. So I I like that about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as far as what I've done, um, I think that I'm really proud of my marriage. And the work that I had to do on myself to to have a good marriage. I have a great husband. He he really is amazing. Like I give him all kinds of crap, and he mm-hmm. is a very good good person. Um, but you know, two people come together. They've got baggage. I had a ton of baggage. Seeing a like a long term marriage early on in my life, I didn't see that. Right. Um, and it was really easy to fall into being resentful, like when my kids were young and I had a lot of work to do and I just didn't feel like he was pulling his weight. But, you know, through like coaching and counseling, um, working on myself mm-hmm. to decide that, like, this is my person mm-hmm. and we're going to we're going to make this work and probably have a little different, a little different marriage than a lot of people. But the number one thing, and I tell my kids this all the time, I'm like, you got to find somebody that's honest with mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and you got to find somebody that makes you laugh because it doesn't matter how mad I get or how mad he gets. We find a way to like make each other laugh. Yeah. And we have some really stupid humor. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you remember last night we started laughing about something and I mean, I was laughing so hard that I may have had a tear run down my leg. But <laughs> my kids just looked at us like, what was what what was funny? You know, mm-hmm. they give you that teenage look, but and you're like, we so. can't even explain it no. at this point. <laughs> yep. So, mm-hmm. I think that's it. Just getting yeah. through life and mm-hmm. um, still here, still enjoying it. I love that you, that you make each other laugh. And um, how this came to mind? I saw somewhere where um, if you're having an argument with your spouse, um, you should hold hands. While you're like, and it does, it laugh. kind of like, um, I get, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, disarms you a little bit, yeah. you know, like when you hold her and it honestly, like it made me think of you, you said you all laugh, you know, end up laughing about it. Like it, you end up kind of cracking up about yeah. it. You're just like, it's so hilarious. You're like, I feel like, and you're like squeezing <laughs> her and then just, you just start dying because you're like, what were we even arguing about? Cause yeah. it, do, it does disarm you when you do it. We've done that a couple of times and it's pretty hilarious and it does work. <laughs> I'm not sure that. You do. It's so funny. It. I know it sounds silly, but it really does. Like you're like, you have to love them in this moment yeah. by holding their hand. So it's pretty funny. But anyway, I'm so glad to have you and get to know you a little bit better. And it's just, yeah, Me it's too. been an honor. And you're yeah. cool. You're a cool chick. <laughs> you really yeah. are. I and mean, I do think sometimes like, you know, we see our doctors as these like, I don't know, superhuman people that we don't ever really get to know. And so I think people in the community are going to be really excited. Like that might not have otherwise gotten to know these little quirky, cool things about (laughs) Sherlock Moore. I mean, really? (laughs) Yeah, excuse me with my yucky cough. But I mean, they're going to be like, oh, okay, I understand her better. I I get her better. And I think that's really valuable. Because a lot of people probably see you like what, once a year for like... 
maybe <clears throat> 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So now to get to know yeah. you better. Yeah, absolutely. So oh, wait, thank I you. have one question oh, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Do you have a lot of friends? Of, like I have a friend who's a doctor and I'm pretty sure I annoy her all the time because I text her random medical questions. Do people do that to you? No, because okay. I'm a gynecologist. Okay. No, that's well. She's a cardiologist. Well, I'm always like, what does this rash look like? No. <laughs> well, what does that mean? No, because I'm in. No, I, I, I think you're intelligent. I would be. I mean, I don't bother yeah, I just you, assume but that you know everything because yeah. you're yeah. a doctor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's like, well, she's got good friends that don't bother her. It sounds know, like no. don't around. take advantage of. No, I was just saying, like, like I can't have enough lawyer buddies. and doctor friends. Right? It sounds like, like you are best buddies, and I'm sure you do not bother her. But no, I bother. No, it's, it's fine. Me, I've so. got. I mean, people do ask me questions, but it doesn't bother. Yeah, yeah. Because no I do the same thing. I'm just kidding. I would know other professionals. Yeah, like an attorney or a accountant or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's good to just have somebody in your back pocket that you can ask the, that kind of stuff. Like a quick question. Yeah. 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 Cool. But Random. I really appreciate you all. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I know you're busy and I'm just so happy that you made time for us. Well, thank you. <laughs> I hope you get to sleep tonight and don't have to deliver a baby. Andrea's coworker, Ann Watson, tells us why Andrea is an inspiration. Hello, this is Ann Watson and I am the uh, women's health nurse practitioner here at our office, and I have worked with Dr. Moore for close to 20 years. Um, when she first came, I remember when they, the administrator was walking her around uh, to introduce her to everyone in the office, and she turned around. I met her, shook her hand. She turned around and walked away, and I thought, how old is she? And she's been in college, med school, residency, etc. And she looked like she was 17 years old. Anyway, um, slowly I got to know her and came to um, love just truly working with her day in and day out. Um, first of all, she's extremely bright, very smart, and very um, knowledgeable of women's health issues and extremely skilled surgeon and has, um, you know, in terms of her obstetrics practice, she is in control of any type of situation. When she walks into the room, in labor and delivery room, it's just a calmness that comes over because you know that she takes care of it and she's um, just has a very calming effect on patients. And for that, I am truly um, respect her for. Um, she is in control of the situation. And as y'all know, that can sometimes be an issue um, in the um, OB world. Um, But at the same time, she's very compassionate and, and empathetic. And for her patients, she is on the quiet side. And you may not see this for um, a little bit of your relationship with her, but that does come out eventually, and um, you get to see the see that expertise that she has. Um, on another hand, I will have to say she is extremely dry and witty, probably one of the funniest people you will ever meet, and just so matter-of-fact. And I can't even begin to tell you the different situations through the years that she has just brought tears from laughing so hard um, to my 
to my mind and to me she just she just can truly crack you up and from escapades with her dogs to her children to her husband to um friends and different travels that she's gone on um to weird patient encounters and patient um situations you know she just has always has a witty side to um to that situation so anyway she um I'm not surprised at all that she is being honored and interviewed for this podcast because she has touched many lives and will continue to do so. And I also am very appreciative and thank you all for asking me to to talk about her. 